And yes, good evening to you. Thank you so very much for joining us tonight for day 17 of the Luke December 2023 challenge. Just listen to a rendition of that hymn, Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul by the One Voice Choir from Ghana. Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. We are gathered here tonight to read and discuss Luke 17. And for tonight, uh, we are making an exception to our regular approach to, to Luke December 2023 challenge this year uh, by inviting members of the of the Readers Club uh, to join us tonight. And I'm glad that we have two members now in the virtual studio. Our dear sister, Sister Virgin Sek, and our dear brother, Brother Shil Adil. I'm glad that you have made time to join us uh, to read and discuss Luke, Luke 17 for day 17 of the Luke December Challenge. To everyone there at gospelbearcity.com, thank you for joining us as always, and thank you for making this so, so meaningful. I do hope that this has been a blessing, as it has been a blessing even to us as well. Uh, Sister Bedouin, are you available to pray? Please say the opening prayer if you are are available to say the opening prayer now. Thank you. We thank God, sir. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for another beautiful day. Thank you, Lord. You've given to us. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that we're able to achieve in the course of the day. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we want to go into your word and we ask that you give us insight Amen. that we've never had before. Amen. Even as we refresh our memories Amen. the ones that you have taught us before. Amen. Please, Father, share this meeting. Amen. And at the end of the day, let us know that we have had an encounter with you. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you, ma. Okay, so good. Thank you, as always. So we have pre-recorded Luke 17. I'm going to play it. Now, what I'm going to do is we are going to play it in sections, and then we are going to discuss it. So, Rashi and Sister B, you'll be be on standby as we discuss. Those who are at gospelbearstudio.com as well, if you want to join, just tap tap the WhatsApp widget, and let us have your contribution as we go along. All the chapters in Luke, well... I won't say all the chapters, all the books in the Bible, everything in the Bible is full of treasures for us. But we find that the gospel account, according to St. Luke, has been especially, especially uh, full of treasures. And we thank God for how he has used many members of this community since we started. Okay, so we are reading from the New King James Version uh, this year. We're going to listen now. Uh, to Luke 17, 1 to 6, and then uh, we'll we, we have some discussion around it. Luke 17, 1 to 6, and then we'll have some discussion around it. Please do uh, stay on standby and join us as we go along. God bless you, really good. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses shall come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It will be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Faith and duty. Verse 5. And the apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Praise God. So that's Luke 17, 1 to 6. And, you know, I have in my own, in my notes here that, well, Jesus calls us to be radical forgivers. Radical forgivers. Because I look at Luke 17, 4, where our Lord said, if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. The injunction is shall. It is, uh, we have no, no choice in the matter. So I want to invite you now, Sister B and Rashim, to join this discussion, this duty, our uh, duty to forgive. Jesus said, you shall forgive him. So we have no, uh, that means we have no, no say in the matter, no, no room uh, for, uh, for making judgment whether this is a good case, a, 
uh, particularly what the case to forgive or not. He said, you shall forgive. Another thing I wanted to discuss is uh, whether five and six are related to the issue of forgiveness. But sometimes when I read it, I always wonder whether the apostles, when they heard Jesus talk about forgiveness, and they found that it was something quite difficult to do, perhaps it was in response to that that they said, Lord, increase our faith. Maybe they found themselves like, ah, what, kind, what sort of, of requirement is this? Uh, that uh, if my brother sins against me seven times in a day, and seven times in a day he returns saying, I repent, then I shall, I must forgive him. Uh, could it be in response to that that they said, Lord, increase our faith? And uh, the Lord said to them, well, maybe not. This, you don't need big faith, just one step of faith, and I will do the rest. So uh, this matter of forgiveness, how easy, how difficult, uh, do we have a say in the matter? Russia? Uh, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, bro. Uh, it's indeed uh, a verse of the scripture to ponder on. Yes. You know, Jesus was talking of you know, sometimes when we look at responses of um, persons in the Bible, yes, especially Jesus' conversation between Jesus and his disciples, mm-hmm. on wondering. <laughs> so Jesus was talking of, um, you know, there will always be offenses yes. and all of these things. But as much as there will be offenses, the the person who is the offender has his own lot. But to you, who they offend, you have to pay the price of constant forgiveness. Yes. And what the disciples will say is that, <laughs> in fact, the Bible did not even call them, in KJV, did not address them as disciples here. It addressed them as apostles. Okay, so so, so meaning that uh, a group bigger than the 12. E- exactly. Uh, so, and it also established the fact that these people are people who are not baby Christians. Exactly. Now, and the next is, Lord, increase our faith. It's worth looking at that. What is the relationship between you forgiving somebody mm-hmm. and the level of your faith? Exactly. Now, what that brings to mind is that your stand, your, your height in God determines how well you will relate with humans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is really capturing what is coming to my mind, <laughs> but the growth of a man mm. in God mm. determines his relationship with men. Mm. So John was speaking, he said, if you don't love the God you did not see, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't love men, the that men you that see, you how see. can you claim that you love God that you did not see? That's true. Now, in several places, you know, in, uh, Paul was speaking in First Corinthians chapter 3, and he said, see, there are issues that I would have brought to you. He said, but when I look at you, you are still carnal. Mm. He said, for how come amongst you, I can hear the matter of division and all of those things. How come there is division, there is this and that amongst you? So what it shows to me is that you can't claim to have a smooth relationship with God when you don't have smooth relationship with people. With people. You can't claim to be saying, I'm obtaining forgiveness from God, when indeed people can't obtain forgiveness from you. So even in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is, Jesus made, though he, it looks hidden, that forgive us as we forgive the trespasses of those who sin against, against us. us. Yeah. So what he's saying is that God don't forgive us if we don't forgive the trespasses of those who sin against us. Hmm. Then the next thing will be, is it all offenses I should forgive? Exactly. For us in this Christian body, actually, there is no unforgivable offense. Hmm. In, in this, I, I've had people ask that, what if this person did this to me? What if this person... For us as God's children, we forgiveness is one of the ways we show that we have the DNA of God in us. Because when Jesus will be teaching about forgiveness, he will say, forgive as your heavenly father forgives you. So the prayer is not out of place when they said increase our faith. Increase what they are faith. actually saying is that make us grow such that this matter of forgiveness will not be an issue. 
exactly. for us. It will be something simple. It will be a basic, a basic thing for us to do. As Jesus had told them that even when you are bringing your offering to my temple, when you remember you have an issue, that's as far back as Matthew chapter 5, verse 23. Mm. He said, I'm not interested in that offering first, but in the condition of your heart of towards your heart. people around you. Towards others, exactly. This is the issue I think the Lord is bringing to us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I love the way you put it that it, uh, the DNA, I mean, it requires our relationship with God must deepen uh, for our relationship with human beings to, to, to flourish. Uh, Sister B, I want to ask you, in terms of uh, forgiveness requiring increased faith, do you agree that uh, it is not easy? Uh, because, I mean, I look at this verse 4 again, and it says, uh, he comes to you seven times in a day, so you shall forgive him. In practical times, it's, it's quite difficult, right? Yes, but um, it's doable with God helping us. With God helping us. Mm. Yes. Um, if we uh, re- if we recall that, what is um, what does salvation mean? Mm. Salvation um, simply means accepting the Lord Jesus yes. as our personal Lord and Savior, accepting His offer mm-hmm. of a new life in Him mm-hmm. that comes with forgiveness of the sins that we've the sins we received from Adam and yes. our own sins, and then. Entering into a new relationship with Him, based on that, if we constantly remember that we have been saved by grace, by, not grace. by works, it will help us also to forgive others. If we remember and recall that there's nothing we have done to justify our being saved, it's just grace. Mm. That same grace we need to extend to others. And um, simply here, Jesus is also just asking us to emulate Him. He did. Even you know, it even goes beyond here mm-hmm. because this one is just telling us that if your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Forgive him. There's still a proviso here mm. that if he repents, yes. But we know that he went further to do something greater on the cross. Mm, that's true. Even without the people repenting. Even while we were yet he sinners. While he, yes, even whilst the people that were even crucifying him. Mm. It was it was already forgiven them in that process of his being crucified. Oh yes, oh, and yes. was telling God that um, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Mm. So we can see that even this Luke 17, mm. there's still something greater than his injunction here that mm. he showed us. Exactly. So with the benefits of that, uh, <laughs> will I say foresight now? We know that it's doable. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. while we are without waiting for the person to repent. We are to forgive because that's what he showed us that it is, it's something that we need to do. Exactly. And um, this, this, what makes it difficult for us is some, most of the time we think that the, the person is going to get away mm. with the sin exactly. or the, the, the mischief they've done against us. Mm. But the truth is that rarely does anyone get away with uh, sin, mm. you know, even if you have forgiven there's still somebody that needs to forgive the person, and which is God. Your part is True. to forgive so that mm. your own sins will be forgiven. Forgiven. But there's still the aspect that God himself um, will either forgive the person or pay the person back. Mm. Because we saw that for Jesus, God took his vengeance on those people that crucified him eventually. So you see, the why, why we don't want the reason why we don't even like to forgive is because we just think that we've been cheated. Yes, and, you know, exactly. That um, this person is going to get away with this. Get away with it. You know, I don't want to. I, I want you know, you want the person to be punished. You want vengeance to be, to be taken upon him. But if we remember, if we ourselves are not forgiven, mm. imagine how many times in a day we sin. <laughs> exactly. You know. It, it, today was like a stumbling day for me. <laughs> okay. You know, almost every few minutes, I just find myself in error. What oh, no. is happening today? <laughs> just to show <laughs> that even we we can we can commit sin seventy times seven. Exactly. You know, it comes to It's not that you. They are not. Maybe I would say big big sins. Maybe just thoughts. A thought here and there. Yes. Just thoughts. You know, you find yourself 
is it judging, criticizing, looking? You are really just mm-hmm. and then you say, Father, forgive me, it's mm-hmm. not my duty to do this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's not for me to do this. Mm-hmm. I just say, How many times in a day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's now interesting that we are coming to the, read this scripture and say 70 times seven. seven. So we can see that even we ourselves, we do this thing exactly. 70 times seven in a exactly. day, and God forgives us every mm-hmm. time we turn back and say, Father, forgive me, mm-hmm. Father, forgive mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So that same grace we receive. From God, we must be able to extend it to others. To others, uh, I mean, thank you so very much. Because as you spoke, I mean, it came to me again that possibly what God, what Jesus was trying to paint to us was the picture of how often we ourselves, you know, sin against the Father, and we go to Him in repentance, and He forgives us. Again, the way you have answered by referencing what Jesus did on the cross, I mean, that already anticipated my next. I wanted to ask you the next question that, although Jesus said there. Yeah, if your brother says to you, I repent, that in most cases, we as believers, then we, we look at the individual cases and say that, oh, although he said he has repented, but I, I saw that he did not repent. Uh, the way he was acting, the way he was, he was carrying on, he did not actually, he was, he was not truly really sorry, although he said he was sorry. Uh, in that case, should I forgive him? Those are the kind of questions that you, you find among Christians when we consider uh, Luke 17 and this injection of Jesus Christ. But, but, but the way you have you have... You have answered that question now. You have told us that, well, although Jesus said that if he, if he says I repent, you shall forgive him. But we should remember that Jesus himself went to the cross when we were yet sinners. When we were yet sinners. Yeah. So there is even a standard higher than uh, than Luke 17 for, uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. May God give us grace. Mm-hmm. May God give us grace. Uh, thank you very much, Brother Idili and Sister Bjorn Seka, for that. Uh, we have just read Luke 17, 1 to 6, and we have seen the, the connection between the apostles saying, Lord, increase our faith, because it takes faith, increase faith, the deeper relationship with God, and a full appreciation of what Jesus himself did for us to be able to rise to the level of, of forgiving our brothers when he has sinned against us seven times in a day. And seven times in that day, he comes back to say, I, re- I repent. Jesus said, you shall, you shall forgive him. You have no, uh, you have no say in the matter. You have no, 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 no room, no room to say, okay, because of this, because of that, you shall, you shall forgive him. Okay, I, I'm a, very quickly, brush if you can. Uh, when our Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, they can say to this small berry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And, and it will obey you. This matter of 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 little faith, of little faith. Uh, how how helpful is it? And some people say that oh, should we be contented with having just little faith? I mean, if little faith would move mountains, why do I need big faith? Okay, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, when Jesus said the the the, the first call, because when they said increase our faith, mm. and he said. And the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, mm-hmm. it looks as if even what you have is enough. Exactly. I mean, on the basis. So what, what I think Jesus was making them understand is that your problem is not actually lack of faith. Mm-hmm. So for every believer, every in fact, that was the entrance to this pilgrimage. Because the Bible says that we are not saved by works, but we are saved by by grace, by through grace. faith. Mm-hmm. The passage was faith. So we have this faith. It is lack of exercise that makes it look as if it's not working. That's true. Nevertheless, it does not mean we should we should leave it at that because one of the ways to grow your faith is by exercising it. Every one of us have faith. Every believer, we already have faith. So Jesus made that comparison with, with mustard seed for us to know that somehow, somehow there is faith. It can be small, mm-hmm. but even that small thing can do great things for us. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, we should not be contented with it because you will see the Jude saying that we should contend earnestly. earnestly yeah. If you read Jude further, you hear him saying that building up yourself in your most holy, holy faith. faith. So, if you look at Abraham, who is referred to as the father of faith, you will see that it is not this mustard seed like faith that he has. Mm. 
because the mustard seed-like faith is called little faith, but the kind of faith that 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 we we heard of Abraham, the Bible says that he has strong faith such that he staggered not, mm. because there are things that it will look as if if you have little faith. That is why. The, Proverb was saying that if you faint in the days of your adversary, he said you are of little strength. Yes. So little faith is good. We have it, but we should fan it to flame to make it bigger. bigger. But you can use it. That small faith can exactly. still do many things for us. Exactly. So we the time may not permit to say much on faith because actually faith is the oxygen of a believer. Absolutely. So you can't be contented with little air, little air. You will be grasping at, at some point. Exactly. But to breathe well, you must grow your faith in this kingdom. Mm. To breathe well, you must grow your faith. But the little, the little faith you have, you can exercise it. You can exercise it, and then you will see God working wonders through it. Thank you very much, Brashiman. Thank you, Sister Yemi Okunladi, for joining us now in the virtual studio. Okay, let's move on now. Uh, we're reading Luke 17. We're going to listen now to Luke 17, 7 to 10. 7 to 10, where our Lord discussed the duty of a servant in the kingdom of God. Okay. Hold up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the, in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? Or will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper, and guard yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk. And afterward, you will eat and drink. Does he think that servants, because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Hmm. Say we are profitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Sister B, let, let me ask you. You know the story of the of the prodigal son, and we just read that of the prodigal son. You know when that when the other brother came back and said, ah, "What's all this feasting going on?" And they said to him that, "Oh, your 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 long lost brother has just returned. Your father has killed the fatted cow." He said, and, and then he became angry. And when the father had about the father went to him and said, "Look, why are you angry? Look, everything I have belongs to you." Uh, I, in my mind, this is, I, I mean, that that brother who stayed back at home uh, would be the believer who has done everything that should be done, did not go prodigal. Here, in Luke 17, Jesus is saying, look, whatever you have done that is fantastic in obedience, it's, I mean, it's your duty to do. I don't need to pat you on the back and say you have done this or anything. You are just, I mean, that's what you are supposed to do. Uh, I mean, that's, that's stark reality for us, right? Yes. Hmm. He's teaching us um, humility. Humility. It's humility. If you understand that, it's you know that's what we still call it grace. So many are, are not opportune to have that same grace that you have. Hmm. So that's whatever true. joys God gives you in um, in giving you a task and you're able to do it, hmm. you should be humble that you were given that opportunity in the first place, hmm. and uh, knowing that. At the end of the day, nothing that we do is um, is un- unrewarded exactly. here on earth and um, in heaven. We should be in the position of thanksgiving, realizing that we are going to be blessed. Mm. And um, so it's a position of humility of that, humility. Father, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Exactly. I'm unworthy, but... You gave me this duty to do, and I have done it. Mm. Don't let pride enter your heart. That's true. And think that without you, that task wouldn't have been done. You were just given an opportunity to be blessed. Mm. Somebody else, so many other people are hoping to be granted that same that opportunity. opportunity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So mm. we should thank always thank God that thank you for giving me this task to do to and do. granting me the grace to execute it, mm. unworthy as I am. Oh, exactly. Exactly. On what they as I am, exactly. So we so we come from a humble heart that says, Look, I, I, I consider myself privileged to have this opportunity to do uh to do this work. Sister Yemi, I do not know if you are able to to talk where you are. Uh to talk where you are. I wanted to ask you that if 
we all had this kind of mind, this type of mind in the body of Christ, the uh, the type of approach that says, hmm, this is a mere privilege, this is a mere privilege, whatever I've done, this is a mere privilege. I mean, how, how better would the body of Christ be, be for that? How better would the body of Christ be for that? Yeah, sincerely, sir, the body of Christ will, will be, would have been better off Mm, that's true. If all of us have the mind of servant's mind, that's that's exactly. what I call it. A servant's mind. Exactly. Like um, the person who spoke before me said, everything we have opportunity to do is by Yes. God, God is always um, um is he, always preparing. Other vessels that can replace anyone mm. who, at one point or the other, so we have seen um, examples in the Bible. Yes. So, whatever we have, um, and even I, I, around us, we would have even seen it, but um, people, when, when people work with the servant's mind, yes, the atmosphere is always them. Um, you know, there is this conduciveness in the atmosphere. Mm. Everybody works really without thinking of, of oh, what um, uh, what will I get? Oh, like get from it. Mm-hmm. Yes, or, or even men's um, applause or any other any any other kind of reward. The atmosphere is always um, a very um, productive one. Yes, sincerely, mm. from my my experience. It's always the, the servant mind, as in working with the, the servant mind, the, the atmosphere, the, um, the environment, and even what is committed into such people's hands um, are always very productive. Mm. And you, sincerely, the body of Christ would have been very, very, uh, would have been more productive yes. if we have um, such minds. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to believe. Um, Such teaching that we are going through um, is available to to all. You know, I I believe it might not be at once. Mm -hmm. One time or the other, God um, God will always be there to touch His mind. So I want to believe where all of us are in work in progress. Yes, even whoever has. Or, or feels he or she has a servant mind. Yeah. You know, there, there are levels. That, yes, there are levels. Is not taken. care is not taken. One can um, um, lose track. So, the Lord will help us. Amen. And the body of Christ um, has um, people with servant mind. So, they are very, very productive. That's true. Body, yes, more than what we have. Mm. The Lord help us. Amen. We we'll keep talking about it among ourselves. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Uh, I mean, thank you so very much. And I love that you emphasize the servant's mind there. It's about being a second emphasize the uh, the 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 humility required to serve in, in God's in God's vineyard. Meaning that you go into God's vineyard and you say to yourself, "Look, I'm only privileged to be here. God has so many." Uh, so many people he can call on. Uh, our Lord Himself did say that. Look, even if these people don't don't shout, uh, stones, uh, you know, stones will rise and sing the praise of God. So we must be humble enough to say, look, well, I've been able to do this, but I thank God that He decided to use me. You are talking about the servant's mind, and a servant's mind, uh, a servant's mind will say that, well, I've been paid in full, right? It is my duty to do this thing, uh, nothing else. He has paid. He has paid for it. I'm his servant. I'm bound to do it, right? That's the servant's mind, right? right? That sister Yemi has been referring to, and that's the approach. Exactly, that's the approach we are called to approach. Exactly, sir. Because when we look at that last statement, say we have done that which was was our duty to do. Hmm. True. So, and Revelation four already told us why we were created. We were created exactly. for His pleasure. Exactly. So, um, if I'm doing anything for God, it is my duty 
to do it. So yeah. I should do it with a sense of responsibility, not sense of entitlement. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. With a sense of responsibility, not a sense of entitlement. Thank you. I mean, thank God for all these things. I mean, God give us grace in Jesus' name. And as you mentioned, sister, I mean, if all of us in the body of Christ would approach God's work this way, number one, you said we'd be more productive because people would just be doing things because it's their duty. And nobody would be saying yes. that, oh, what am I going to get? Even if I do it, nobody's going to recognize me. Or the one I did last year, they didn't even recognize me or nobody remembers anymore. Nobody will have thought like that. We just go about and say, look, I have to do what is my duty uh, to do uh, for, my, for my master. As you said, we are all work in progress and may God give us grace uh, to rise and to, to, to the level that he wants us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's read 11 to 19 now. Uh, Jesus cleanses 10 lepers. Our duty to do. 10 lepers cleansed. Verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers, who stood far off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as, it, as they went, they were cleansed. And of one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. 17. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Except this foreigner. I mean, what's the main lesson here, Sister B? Ben uh, says the lesson of gratitude. And what's Christ trying to teach us here? That we should show gratitude for everything done to us or for us. Mm-hmm. We need to learn to appreciate all that God does for us. Like um, um, what Edele said, yes. we should not have a sense of entitlement. Actually, mm. we children of God, we should always know that everything that we have been given even when we get healing, it's mm-hmm. a privilege. It is. Because there are some people that um, will require that same healing and will not get it. That's and true. if you have been shown mercy, you should know how to say thank you. Go back to God to say thank you. And here in this story, there were 10 that were given the same grace. Only one, Only one. went back to say thank you. The others just... Felt uh, I don't felt okay about it. They didn't even remember hmm. that somebody um, somebody healed them. They didn't even try to look for him. They just went about. Um, and we often do the same. We don't know how to say thank you enough. Hmm. If we only know that that same thing that we have been given, some others are not getting it. Hmm. We will learn to say thank you more. And in saying thank you, we saw that this person even received wholeness. Hmm. Was, uh, God told him to rise and go. His faith has made him and well. Go. Not only was he made, uh, was he healed? He was made well. That's made whole. Mm. He received total healing. Wow, thank you very much. And and I mean, with you emphasizing just one out of them, may I, I look at it again when when you were when you were talking, and to think that you know ten of them as they went. Uh, in verse 14, it said, in verse yeah, 14, and so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God. Just one of them. Uh, and I love that you mentioned that that it, it's a uh, it's a question that should that should be on our mind. How many? Uh, how often do we ponder and truly truly appreciate what God has done for us? Uh, in this case, healing of the leper, we look at the, even the healing of our soul. Uh, the redemption of our soul and i often tell people that one of the things that we don't thank god enough for 
is the salvation of our souls. I, I think even many of us in the body of Christ, we take it for granted. Yes, that on the cross, I'm saved, I'm saved. But, you know, when we look at the world, and I mean, of course, when we look at the world, we are quick to see uh, people who are perishing. We are quick to see people who are in error. Uh, how often do we, even when we condemn the error, how often do we turn back and say, Lord, I thank you that uh, you have saved me. You have opened open my eyes to see uh, to see the horror in following in following the flesh and in following the world. Hmm. And then he said with a loud voice, with a loud voice glorified God. I, I mean, I, I suppose that this is really emphasizing how how important it is for us to appreciate the healing of our soul, what God has done for us, and also all the blessings, all the blessings that, that I mean that we have received. Do you have something to add, Stayemi or Brashim? Uh, yes, sir. Um, we thank God for His counsel. Mm. You know, when we look at the Bible, did not fail to give us statistics of these men. Yes. And when we look at verse 13, he said, and they lifted up their voices, meaning that it was actually all of them that cried out for mercy, for to, mercy to the master. Yes. All of them. And he said, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go and show, you know, Jesus, it doesn't appear as if Jesus prayed for them that they should be healed. He only said, go and show yourself. But what made the, that one to return was in verse 15. He said, and when one of them, when he saw that he was healed, so it appears to me that the remaining nine, their concentration was about going to show themselves. They did not, maybe they did not see the healing. You know, it is possible, even today being Sunday, a lot of us had gone to church. The, the pastor had led us to pray several prayers. But we have not seen, it looks as if our eyes of understanding has not opened that actually in God, everything is yea and amen. Mm-hmm. So God had answered the prayer. So if we take a man that sees, even when he had not laid hold of his ownness to say, Lord, I am grateful. Oh, yes. So... It is on the premise of going back to register that gratitude. I said, you are made whole. And that, that is what seems to bring a, 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 a distinction between some Christians. It's not that God is partial towards some persons. Some persons will run to God every day. God, heal me of headache. He will heal them. They keep going for healing. When there is a place of saying, God, thank you because I am perfectly ill. By your stripe, I am healed. So there is difference between healing and perfect health. Perfect health means in all ramification, it is all totally you are healed. So he saw, if we don't see, it, it is possible that since January till now, some persons, even as a December, we are still complaining that God, you have not done this, you have not done Whereas we are not seeing those things he had done. Then, like you said, sir, that when we see people doing a lot of immoralities and all of those, mm. it is not our duty to condemn. It is a means for us to see that, ah, God, so this is how much you have done. If you have not done this much, exactly. for me, this is how I would have been living. Exactly. I was walking on the street of Lagos, I mean, coming from work one day. And I saw between the, my place of work and going back home, I saw a lot of nudity on the road. I saw girls, I saw guys dress anyhow. I don't know when I went to my WhatsApp status and just said, thank you, Jesus. Hmm, Sincerely, exactly. the summary of that, thank you, Jesus, people may not understand. They may think I've just gotten somebody sent me a bank alert or whatever. But that's not it. But it is that, ah, so this is how I would have been living my life. Exactly. If I had not known this Jesus. So we must see to be to be grateful. If we are not seeing, we won't be grateful. Exactly. Exactly. We have to see to be grateful. If we don't see, we won't be grateful. Exactly. And I do pray that the Lord will open our eyes to see his, his wonderful work in our lives. That the, the work that he has done, uh, the one he did on the cross of Calvary and what he does in our lives every day, every day. When we see, when we open our eyes, we find reasons to 
to thank God. No wonder that him right arrow saying count your blessings, name them one by one. If I mean exactly what I mean, we should sit back like the psalmist mentioned many places, like Psalm 40 said, if I were to declare and speak of them, as Psalm 139 too, he said, if I were to count them, uh, they will be more in number than the sand. So it is actually a good thing for us to pay attention to God's blessings in our lives and to go back to Him. And as you have mentioned, and Sister Bernard, when we go back to Him and we remain in Him, we find that what we get will be more than even the blessings for which we are thanking Him. We get wholeness, wholeness of soul, because uh, we'll be well indeed. Okay, let's move on pretty far. Let's go to 20. We're going to read you 20 to 37 now. The kingdom, the coming of the kingdom. And here, Jesus discussing uh, what we should bear in mind when we are looking, when we are talking about the coming of the kingdom of God. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees where the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to the disciples, The day will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank. They married wives and were even given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Let's on. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to him, We are Lord. So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. So, so, so we have that. I want to ask you, Sister Amy, if you are still there. Uh, when you read portions like this, uh, when you read a, a passage like this, do you uh, do you have some so, some fear within you? Do you have do you have this feeling of hmm, we have to be careful? We have to be careful. There will be a day of reckoning. The end will come someday. I remember that uh, I recall from yesterday, uh, Pastor Esther Mosokbe. I mean, when she was discussing Luke 16, uh, she emphasized there will be a day of reckoning. And and look at the way Jesus painted it here. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Is that not exactly what we we are doing in life, what we are doing today? And I mean, what's, what's the lesson, what's the challenge for us? I'm going to ask you and then go to Sister Bilder and then brush you. Yes. We say that is what is um, going on now. But do you know, we, we just live our lives as um, well. Hey. We go about our activities. Mm. Um, I think the Holy Spirit is just um, bringing something out of um, this lesson tonight. I, I, I really appreciate him for grace to join. Now, yesterday I was um, seeing a movie Okay. titled um, Tribulation. Okay. I, think I, I eventually, I, I was very tired, so I eventually um, turned it off. I've not I've not finished. Um, it's a Mount Zion um, movie. Movie, okay. And yes, some of us must have watched it. I think it's one of the oldest um, movies. And when I was seeing the movie, so many things ran through my mind. And I was asking myself, 
I that hey, oh, hear me? If Christ comes now, mm. won't you spot anything in yourself? Even as in, first of all, judge yourself. Will there be anything, or will there be nothing that will make you to be rapturable? Sincerely, I I took time after pausing the movie. I took time to examine certain things about myself. Coincidentally, something happened and, you know, I was angry with my husband. And at that point, I just said, if Jesus should come tonight, mm. will you hear me? Are you sure you'll be rapturable? It's, it's something very simple and, um, you know, something yeah. I was not supposed to be angry about any, anyways. Yeah. So, and um, so at that point, so reading this passage again now, when I read this on the first time I'm reading this passage, mm. so many things run through my mind. And, you know, it, this passage helps one to, to check his or her life. That's true. And um, aside you checking your life, you also talk to people around you mm-hmm. about it. It's a caution. Mm-hmm. It's the a caution. passage that calls for caution, yes, for us to be careful how we live. Mm. Truth is, you can't tell someone who is um, preparing for wedding next week, Saturday, not to prepare. Mm. You will have to go about uh, daily activities. Yes. But while doing those things, we must be very careful. We must remember this parable always, mm. just to check ourselves. And after checking, if you have done something that is... Um, within you, your Mm. conscience, I'm not even talking about um, the Spirit of God now, (laughs) you know, as in something somewhere within you tells you, oh, this is wrong. Mm. This is sin. You know, immediately, once you don't don't wait the next, um, till the next second. Exactly. Before you 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 um ask for, for forgiveness, forgiveness yeah. then you move on so we will continue i i i get um <laughs> sometimes i get afraid and i ask <laughs> myself questions but it's just a help i i believe it is um um help sent our ways yes just for what to get prepared every day every every moment of our lives mm-hmm. to get prepared for the coming of the lord jesus christ knowing it is real and it can come at any point, at any point. the movie i said I, I i watched um yesterday um the the there's the, there was a, a pastor a very a, a renowned man of god mm. was not terrible because of um secret sin okay. i've not got into where as in what exactly the sin was before I, I i paused so and i was just asking i said ah so many surprises by the time um <laughs> rapture happens may the lord help us amen 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 i mean i love the way you mentioned that it's a it's a caution for us and i recall that when we're younger usually we hear messages like this saying that what if jesus should come now where will he find you and and i think this is that is the exact same thing that jesus uh jesus was pointing out to to his listeners here uh, sister b what's your take on this Um, my take is that if um, um, the day of the Lord comes like a thief mm. and I am not prepared, as maybe I do, mm. it will be grievous for me because God has used me to pass this message just too many times. Mm. That's you know, that, that they will come suddenly hmm. without warning. Without warning. We are told that just like, just like in the days of Noah, yeah. people will be drinking, drinking, eating, marrying wives, marrying, giving, in marriage, giving in marriage, celebrating and in church, be, uh, Thanksgiving, yes. other Thanksgiving, everything, uh, like 
like everything. normal. They just be, yes, everything that we are doing now. And suddenly it will come. So I'm like, I myself must be prepared all the time. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. come at any time. Yesterday I was dwelling on the near accident I had. Yeah, okay. And the thought came to my heart that probably I was just given another chance. Another chance. You know? I know that near-death experience for people makes them makes their life clearer to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Of course, you realize course. that look, all you have is that, just another. Exactly, that it could have ended. Then, died at that time. Exactly. Where would I have ended up? You know, mm. how, how, where would I have ended up? Let mm-hmm. me just put it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Because we are told that our most righteous acts are like a filthy rag mm. before God. So you might even think that you are not insane and you, you are still, you still have one blemish or the other. That's why we should constantly, like the scripture says, check ourselves to to see whether we are still in the faith every day. Yes. Every opportunity. We should, we should go through what we have done, what we are doing, that if I die right now, would I make it? Exactly. You know, will, will I make it? Now, let me just leave it at that. Will I make it? Because it? it's going to happen just like that. Mm. <laughs> Without any any opportunity to even say, Father, I'm sorry. So mm. that's why even as every opportunity that we have, we should repent. Exactly. Uh, we should not... The Lord has warned us too many times for us to have any excuse. Mm-hmm. He said we should not allow the sun to go down on our anger. On our anger. Yes. There was a was it a dream, could I call it, or a vision that I had many years now. Mm. That there was a woman that was um, she had died. Okay. Somebody I knew in that dream. Okay. And um, she didn't realize she had died, and she was angry. She was climbing steps, and she was just reeking, you know, this rage that women often get into. Mm. And was just making noise. And I was standing in the room. We're all there for her wakey. Mm. But she didn't know she had died. She was climbing the stairs, you know, trying to do the normal things that yeah. she normally does. And she was just reeking, you know, telling people off and everything. And I just turned to the person. In that dream, the person was an angel. And I was like saying that, doesn't this woman know that she's dead? And the angel answered me and said, she will soon know. Mm. And the message I got there was that anger will not get us, you know, anywhere. It's something that we must deal with in our lives because it's um, unprofitable, let me put it that way. Yes. And this woman, not even though she was dead, she was just still thinking. You know, at times we think that telling people off, you know, putting them in their place, mm. letting them know exactly is something that we are allowed to do. Mm-hmm. But it does not. So I told that anger does not show the righteousness of God. It does not. You know. So we must, we must let go of whatever it is that may bar us from heaven, that may make us not receive the crowns mm. that have been prepared for us. So whatever it is in our lives, no matter what it is, yes, we need to let it go and not let it stay. Exactly. You know, it's um, it, it's it's. I was praying to God. Is it today or yesterday that? I do not want to see people hurting me. I don't want to know. I want to get to the point that I won't even know that you're hurting me. Mm. I won't even feel it. You understand? Because yeah. it's when I feel it or I recognize it that I start responding. Responding to it, yeah. To it and then start, you know, we now come to the same level, probably just exchanging water. And I don't want to even know that you're hurting me. I don't want to see it. Let me hold people in so much love that even when they are uh, getting at me or making digs at me, if I'm with that word, I will even recognize it, mm. you know. And um, I think it's something that we need to, every, anything and everything that can get us to hell, mm. that can make us lose our crown, that can make us lose our sonship, we should just flee. It's, I think the word I'm looking for is just flee from to every flee appearance from of evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Mm, sorry. Excuse me. That's fine. Yeah. 
Ekpale. Wow. I need to stop here. Okay, okay. okay. Thank you very much, man. But, 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 but I mean, you made that point uh, to to live in the consciousness, in the consciousness that any moment could be could be the last. And and I think that's exactly that's exactly what our Lord was saying. And I love when uh, Sister Yemi also echoed what you started with, Sister. You know, you started with when we started this Luke 17. You started with I'm talking about forgiveness. That uh, during the day. Uh, during a, a single day, uh, we are we are we actually by nature we are required to go back to the Savior as more than even seventy times in a day, maybe a thousand times. Every time you you the Holy Spirit convicts you of a sin, you go back to the Lord immediately. You know, dip yourself into the fountain and ask for forgiveness because you are living the consciousness. Yeah. I mean, a Christian cannot say, "Well, I'll, ah, oh, what this? Okay, I'm going to wait on the tomorrow morning when I pray. I ask for forgiveness or I'll wait it tonight." No, immediately. You go to God and uh, and ask for forgiveness. So, Sister Amy, you have said this uh, that this cautions us. Sister B, you have said that this reminds us to live in the consciousness that any moment could be uh, the final one. Exactly, could be the last. Russian final words. Eh? Russian, are you there? Okay, I was hoping that she would still be there just to give us... Okay, go ahead. I'm here, sir. Sorry, sir. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, it has been well established from what has been said when we look at this account is just a call to consciousness of his coming yeah and there is no better time to talk about it is this time that we are commemorating his first coming yes in this season of christmas is when we should say that oh this my lord that came to save me he is also coming to judge me Exactly. Am I prepared for his appearing? So, um, and that Luke 17 verse 32 mm. is a matter to also, is a short statement, but a matter to look at. Remember, remember Lord's wife. Lord's wife. Mm. So what should I remember about Lord's wife? A little looking at the back made her to lose the destiny or the destination God was trying to take them to. Mm. So uh, uh, it's not a time. And you know, when you read further, you see that two women will be grinding together, one shall be taken, and all of those things. It is showing that in and out of season, we've got to be conscious exactly. of this coming because it can happen anytime. It's a call for preparation every time. To be prepared every time, every time, every season. And so he said, Two men shall be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, We are Lord. And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, either the ego will be gathered. So, my our question to one another, to myself first, then mm. to others, mm. is. How prepared am I for his mm. appearing? Exactly. How prepared? Are there things that makes me look back? I should remember Lord's wife. Mm. On this journey, is there a time I can go on sabbatical? Mm. I should remember Lord's wife. That a little turning back, a little gazing at the world can take me off balance. And I pray that we will not be taken off balance on this journey in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Th- I mean, thank you very much. I also recall something that you mentioned, you know, when we were studying Luke chapter 2, uh, when the parents of Jesus forgot him and did not notice uh, for a long time that Jesus was not yeah. with them. And you made that point that uh, in the midst of the festivities, it could have been because of the festivities that they forgot him and they were just caught up in all of that. Yeah. They forgot him. And I think we can, in, in, in a sense, 
apply that lesson here as well that in the midst of mm-hmm. everything going on yes we have to grind like the two men grinding it because we have to do our daily chores uh men have to be in the field women too nowadays have to be in the field working but there will be some people who are doing ordinary things grinding and they will still they will still go to heaven they, they will be caught up uh in disguise because even while doing those everyday things uh, they were in sync and in fellowship with christ and that's the call to all of us that Whatever we are doing, uh, whether we are celebrating, we are giving in marriage, uh, we are building, whether we are building, we are selling, we are buying, we are eating, or we are drinking, we should be in fellowship uh, with Christ. We are not engaging in sin, and we should always have that consciousness. I mean, I thank you all very much. This has been a very, very uh, profitable evening. And of course, I, I love to use the word profitable now because of the things we read from from. Uh, from Piglin's Progress, part one. And uh, it just occurred to us that this evening to do this. And I thank you, Sister B, for making time to join us today. And Sister Yemi, too, thank you very much. God bless you and bless you. Thank you for making time to be here tonight. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you so much. I mean, it's been a very robust discussion. And I'm sure that even in the future, if the Lord tarries, many people will listen to this discussion and they themselves will be blessed by it in Jesus' name. Thank you to all of you at gospelbestradio.com. I believe this has been profitable for you as well. Please join us tomorrow at 8 p.m. for day 18 of Luke December 2023 challenge. Sister, please say the closing prayer for us tonight. Okay, sir. Our dear Lord, we thank you for this evening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for every provision for us as your children to get us prepared for your second coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because of um, this platform. We appreciate you for your son you are using to bring all of us together. Thank you, Lord. To the scriptures. Be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Almighty Father, we have learned at your feet again this evening. Lord, we ask everything you have opened our eyes to again, on this pilgrim journey. May they not stand against us on the day of judgment in the name of Jesus. Amen. We receive from here. Almighty Father, not to look back like Lot's wife in the name of Jesus. Amen. And for many around us who are getting weary, even we ourselves, we mm. pray, oh God, you will release your strength Amen. to move on on this journey in Jesus' name. Amen. We ask Father, that you will have your way tomorrow Amen. as we come again together in Jesus' name. Amen. We ask you grant to us a restful night Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you also very much. God bless you. God bless you. Be good.
You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Christ.